Well, hello everybody and welcome to this week's podcast edition of Your Manchester with me, Miss Belinda Scandal and Caroline Whitehead. How are you, Flower? I'm not three bad, love. We've got a marvellous show lined up for you. Coming your way today, everybody, we're speaking Bet Gilroy, Bet Lynch, however thou remembers her. And we're talking about her lovely jewellery. We're also going to be talking with the fantastic David Hatton about his new book, Camp. And as if that's not enough, we're venturing down to the smell of the very gorgeous coffee of Ezra and Gil. It's all your way here, right now, on the podcast edition of Your Manchester. have with us oh i'm just so excited we have with us mark Luenu, the guru of coronation street knowledge he's going to bring in some jewels with him so he's the genie with the jewels for the show and these are part of a brand new auction that's going to be taking place very very soon and to talk more about it we welcome back mr mark Llewellyn. who are you sir well i'm a bit limp down this side oh, but yeah. Uh, yeah but that's all <laughs> yes this is the second auction mm. i'm guessing it's because of the success of the previous one yes last year we did the auction launched here on your manchester of course yes and hugely successful um raised getting on for twenty thousand pounds for willowwood hospice so um julie's had another rummage in her drawers and uh, <laughs> and off we go again <laughs> there's a whole load of more new lots that we're going to be talking about yes. soon today yeah i mean she the more you look at them the more stuff that comes here you realize how synonymous these items are with her character mm. Why? Why was it so important for her to get it? It's so right. I mean, these things you can you can go cigarette holders. <laughs> I, know. I know. Well, it, it's just that thing. I think we we've spoken in the past about actresses in particular who you know, like Beryl Reed, works from the shoes yeah. shoes up and things like that. And for for Bet, you know, she was just probably the most colourful character mm-hmm. in Coronation Street. And um, we had, as you say, the leopard print, the jewellery, the cigarette holders. It was that iconic thing. But you can't, you know, Carol Ann walked in tonight. You're there yeah. in the leopard print. And immediately yeah. you're back behind the road. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk through some of these items then. Because mm. some of them, I mean, this we have to mention is, is part of a, a beautiful set. This is obviously yeah. part of the PAL set from that VT we just showed there. <laughs> the PAL set, yes. I mean, uh, this, these are important because this was what kind of, when she was wearing this, is what kind of catapulted her to thinking about going, wasn't it, really? Well, it was because Vicky, the granddaughter, had uh, refused to lend her the money to buy the Rovers when the brewery wanted to sell up. Yeah. And then she went, so we've seen in the clip there, she went to uh, Rita. Yeah. Um, Rita kind of promised she'd help out, and then it, it didn't bet told the other residents that Rita was helping out, yeah. and so Rita reneged on the deal, really. Um, and so that led to Bet leaving in 1995. Leopard print, obviously heavy. We've got yeah. them here, haven't we? We have. So we have a lovely set here of um, leopard print uh, necklace and matching earrings. That's yeah. my favourite. It, oh, it is. Oh, it's furry. <laughs> it is, yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so we've got... A set there. So this is um, the leopard print caftan or nightgown. And uh, Julie used to wear this in the dressing room between oh, scenes. Julie? Yes. Yeah, so she would learn the lines and relax in, in this. See where it's from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, it's from a, a famous show Is called it? Keep Away From Fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, mean, I thought it was going to be like Brentford Nylons or something. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm. What else have we got? Because some of this looks kind of a bit reminiscent of my jewellery. <laughs> yes. Hey. Although yours, oh, wow. Yours are real, of course. No, but, uh, they're not real. <laughs> but, yeah, that's uh, that she wore for going to one of the licensed Victula do's um there's now these ones yes yeah are, yes. these were presented to her so when uh julie and roy barraclough switched on the blackpool illuminations right these were presented by uh blackpool council to, to the bet so yes these are little blackpool light bulbs diamante light bulb earrings the what? Do they light up? Well, I think they used to at one time because they've got little oh. things on the back, but the batteries will have gone now. But yeah, um, fifty lots, lots. I'm looking at this, including a D squared corduroy <laughs> and coyote bearing the legend "Keep Me Heart's Hat." Yes, which I think you should model for us, Mister Mark. Not <laughs> that song. So how do people get involved in bidding for this then? And we should say, of course, it is for Willow Wood, um, all this. It is for Willow Wood Hospice. So yeah. it can go on the hospice website, which yeah. is willowwood.info. Yeah. And everything's on there. You can download the catalogue. Uh, the auction starts on Remembrance Sunday. Right. At noon. Yes. And will be on... November. Uh, no. That's Remembrance Day. It's the 14th of November. This is, remember the Sunday. <laughs> this is why you need the date. <laughs> uh, the 14th of Sunday. Yeah. And uh, it will be on eBay or through the uh, hospice website for 10 days. And once the money's been um, donated, collected, auctioned, mm -hmm. what, what, what does it go to? What, what does it help? Mm -hmm. So the hospice itself provides uh, free everything that the, I mean, I'm a trustee. So the, the hospice provides everything for free, free care. For the people of Tameside and Glossop, yeah. Uh, so that's inpatient care um, and also plenty of uh, day services, um, outpatient hospice at home. So that's for people with life-limiting illnesses yeah. or dementia, for carers and so on. Uh, you've been to the hospice, yeah. uh, Belinda, so you've seen the the place there, the gardens, um, and the work really that's done. Place, yeah. really. Well, I might go for the caftan. Mm -hmm. I might go for the earrings because I think I'd look good in both well, the ball of them. Gown. That's the ball gown. She and wore the ball the gown as well. Yes, yeah, she and, wore and the, the hat. I could wear it all at once. Yeah, pals, ball gown, caftan, and the hat. It all looks fantastic. Nice. As always, Mark Llewellyn, thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. I really want to see how this does. Well, here on this show, we like to make things very, very camp. Never before, though, has camp been so serious as we delve into the new book of David Hatton. So it's 1925, right? Um, and there's a young man, 18 years old, called George. He's living in Manchester and he's just discovered he's gay. And obviously, 1920s UK, not the best place to no. be. So he decides to move to the gay capital of Europe, which was surprisingly Berlin at the time. Um, it there was still. It was still illegal, but very, very relaxed laws. Um, and uh, there's open gay bars. And the most you'd get is maybe a fine um, or a warning. But actually, most people just let you live your life. So he went over there, uh, finds a boyfriend, has friends. But unfortunately, oh. then um, an upcoming election, the Nazis are starting to build momentum. And as we know, um, his plans for sort of the LGBTQ plus community mm. was not positive and so it's yeah. about him and his friends and his partner trying to kind of navigate through those awful few years they sewed um pink pink triangles on them didn't they that is correct and once they were sort of in the camps they were sort of seen as some of the lowest of the low you know nobody wanted to be nearby them they were sort of worked to death it was it was a very very cruel time mm. and, I, and i um also read that um i don't know if it's in this in the book but a lot of um adolf hitler's stormtroopers 
were gay. That's correct. And um, yeah, I do cover that in the book because a lot of them joined the SS mm. to almost hide their sexuality. Mm. But that almost backfired on them because Himmler, who was sort of the head, head of that uh, organisation, um, made it a rule that if they found out that any of his soldiers were, were gay, they'd be imu- immediately um, um, killed. And it was very devastating, really. Night of the Twelve Knives. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Plays a big part in the role. His chief advisor, who um, uh, Ernst Rome, who was gay, right, yeah. he he was very famous. Then the gays actually thought he he was Hitler might have been a bit softer mm. to them at first because his chief advisor was gay, but then he killed him on the night of the Long Knives. So obviously quite. A full, full-on book. There, what's the reaction been so far? It's been really, really positive. I mean, I've obviously tried to keep the history as true to light as possible. Yeah. I've, I've had a little bit of, you know, odd timeline, but everything in there is absolutely true. Wow. Um, but at the same time, it's still meant to be a novel, and it's still, it is. It, don't get me wrong; it's not, you know, it's not a, a light, you know, light-hearted Christmas read. I'd say, yeah. but you know, um, but um, you know, there's still, a, there's a love story yeah. at the very heart of this, and that's mm. what this is, I think. Yeah. It's right, this is right up my street because, you know, culture queen that I am uh, for your Manchester, don't start you. <laughs> but this is this is great because I'm always talking about people knowing their heritage and the background, and this is great for the background. You know, it's weaved into the story. It is true, but we should know that, you know, that what people have tried to have suffered through. I mean, it was quite glamorous in 1925 in Berlin. So glamorous. Amazing. And, and you know what? I purposely called it camp for the reasons yeah. of the two connotations. The, yes. the first half of the book is very sort of lighthearted, fun, party time. Berlin just feels like an amazing place to be. Mm. The second half of the book's obviously the other side of the word camp, which so is... So inspired uh, you to write this then? So in, in 2007, I went to, I went travelling around Poland with the university, visiting some of the concentration camps, and it's always like, obviously remained heavily with me, a very humbling experience. Mm. And, um, and I always wanted to write a story on it since I began, began writing but I could never quite get the right pitch and everybody knows a lot of the stories from you know we've heard so many stories about the Jewish side and yeah. not that I'm putting any of it down but obviously there's so many stories mm. out there mm. so I started to think well what's the LGBTQ plus side because obviously we know the pink triangles but beyond that I didn't really know what had happened and when I actually started researching it there was such little information out there mm. and so I later discovered why that was and thankfully did manage to find a couple of textbooks and a, a couple of articles but sadly after the camps were liberated people was it was still against the law so it, people weren't liberated till sort of late 60s 70s by which many of these people had died lived a life in the closets yeah and many stories lost mm-hmm. and i do share some of their stories the true stories at the back of the book it's sad when you read about something and things like this but like very nice to know how far we've come absolutely and that's one thing that's been humbling throughout this whole thing is just me and my partner who's also called david mm-hmm. you know we the fact all the way through this was just thinking if we've just been living in a different time or a yeah. different country actually because Sadly, this still does happen yes. across the world, but it does make you feel joyous. And the, the person in the book, without spoiling too much, almost revisits Manchester many, many years later right. and walks down and just cannot believe from going in the Molly houses sort, yes. of, sort of 80 years before to suddenly walking down Canal Street and seeing in it in its glory. Mm. And I thought that transition was really, really important. So it's to the a story book. of power as well, though. Absolutely, yeah. Sounds fantastic, It's great. I, I, uh, I absolutely... Love the idea, and I love sort of people learning about the history through through fiction. Yeah. So you know, non-fiction we through fiction, and there was a lot of um, lot of Africans in the camps as well, yes. and they didn't have. So you've got your yellow star, you've got your pink triangle, 
but they didn't have anything because, of course, their skin colour just gave them away straight of course, away. Of course. Yeah. Where can we get the book from? It's available on Amazon. Right. Uh, it's available as paperback. It's available as an ebook. It's available worldwide. It sounds phenomenal. There we are. There's the book, Lovely. everybody. That's what you're looking for. <laughs> well, uh, have you got anything else lined up? Anything else planned? Uh, I'm going to have a bit of a break because yes. it's been a bit of a heavy, heavy yeah. journey. Uh, so I'm going to have a couple of months off and maybe pick up with something in January. We've got a couple of ideas buzzing around my head, but we'll see where it, where it goes. Well, you're more why than welcome. Why don't you get book signing done? I need, to, I need to get that sorted. Near a few fans first, but maybe, I know, maybe after tonight. That's why I always say. Yeah, book yeah. signing. Ezra and quality coffee a stone's throw from st peter's square will be there giving us their fantastic background of how they can deliver coffee to you but also as well you can dial your order in they have a new app well here we are everybody outside a beautiful place called ezra and gilna this is the second incarnation of this place it's now open on peter street and my oh my will you enjoy all the food and drinks and coffees that they have to sample we're going to go in and sort it all out come on Lindsay here at Ezra and Gill on Peter Street, everybody. On Peter Street, this is your manager, everybody, and she looks after you all and makes sure it's all going well. How's it been since you opened? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, it's nice to see each day getting busier and busier. People are starting to know we're this side of town now, so it's good. Why do people come to Ezra and Gill? Because it is doing remarkably well. Uh, we like to think that we do some good food, good coffee, nice service. And a beautiful venue as well. Um, I think they've done a really good job of this shop. You sort of walk in, you get that feel that we get over at Hilton Street, which is nice. So it's carried across both shops, which is good. So what do you do here then? Um, so we do a bit of a brunch menu. Um, that's sort of all day. Um, eventually we'll open up for an evening menu, so more pastas and things that like we do over at Hilton Street at the minute. Um, at the minute we've got a bit of a staff issue um bit of a shortage on chefs at the moment so hopefully we can that offering will be about soon when we get some more people in so you need to get more chefs then chefs in yeah but i mean it's already busy and everybody's already coming here enjoying the food what's what what would you say this is the speciality uh brunch definitely brunch and good coffee um we've got a massive cabinet at the front that's got a lot of sandwiches and grab and go now for this side of town i feel like that sort of suits the office side over here so you don't have to just come in and dine then you can literally come in grab something and go yeah and we've also got an app so just for like collection and that makes it easy what's the app uh so if you just go on to www.ezringill.com uh you can place an order for collection it's dead easy well we promised you one fantastic show here on your manchester and that's what we've delivered everybody so make sure you tune in every single time on the podcast edition of your manchester, your manchester.